Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, Margaret, Steves, all y'all out there. Thank you for tuning in to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave, and I want to thank you, kids, for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done it, then do it right now. I'll wait. I'm waiting. Okay, thanks. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Share the podcast. Hit that share button. Share it with someone you know, love, trust, or, or you know, I don't care. Just share it with anyone. We're going to talk about summer camp today. If you've listened to me on this podcast, I, I always manage to get my um, lousy summer camp friends in here because the summer camp community is like a this strange cult. However, this is a camp of a different sort today, and it's awesome. I welcome to the studio, Ms. Erin Stern, who is the CEO of Camp Casco. I'm going to tell you all about it in a minute, but for now, hey, Erin, welcome. Thank you for having me. I had your mic off. Sorry, <laughs> say that again, say that again. Hi, thank you for having me. I just was staring down, and, and she was definitely either mic one or two, and it's like, <laughs> do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? And I cut the wrong wire. We would have been blown up. Anyway, Erin, thank you so much for being here. Camp Casco is... Just such a fantastic idea. You're the CEO. You founded this company? I did, okay. yes. And how long has it been going on? Uh, since 2014. Okay. So going so going strong. That's fantastic. Congratulations. It is a camp designed for kids that are cancer survivors. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And so it's just a wonderful story. Erin, if you don't mind, I think you've got this video you prepared. Can we play this and maybe get a little taste of what Camp Casco is all about? Absolutely. Then, okay, here we go. My name is Brendan. I am 16 years old, and this is my third year at camp. My name is also Brendan. I am 17, year old, 17 years old, and this is my first year at camp. And we, and we are, are Team, team Brendan. Brendan. <laughs> um, the things I like about this camp are that you get to meet new people, uh, the counselors. You get to do fun activities like team building. Um, and the things you can do that you can't do anywhere else, uh, you get to really like talk to other people about your diagnosis, make sure you feel comfortable with it, and everyone understands because they've been through the same thing. Yeah, camp is a special place because there's multiple other kids that I've been through, just what you have been through, and you can really relate to them and forge friendships off of that. And if I could tell uh, anything to someone that's thinking about coming to camp, I would definitely recommend coming to camp because gives you a chance to be a kid and be away from all the experiences. Well, that's a that's a taste. Um, I love the Brendans. That's very cool. They're very they're very precious. I bet they rehearsed that a couple times before they got right. There were a few takes from Team Brendan, but I think they really nailed it. And you can see, yeah. you know, the enthusiasm for sure, for sure. So, how'd you come up with this idea? So, um, I'm from California originally, and I actually 
grew up kind of helping volunteering at a summer camp out in San Diego, um, a pediatric oncology camp like this. Mm -hmm. I started out as a camp counselor myself and ended up helping to run it for a few years as a volunteer. And I just fell in love. Um, Mm. You could see these kids who had been coming back year after year, counselors who had been campers themselves, they were still keeping in touch. They were still supporting each other 10, 20 years after they've had this experience and you could just see the community that it built. And Mm -hmm. so I felt really passionate about this and I made a lot of close friends through that experience. And so I actually moved out here for grad school looking to go into cancer biology. Where'd you go to school? Harvard. Wow. (laughs) Pardon me. I'm sure everybody says that. It must get annoying. Well, that's so Harvard Med School. Uh, yeah. So through their graduate program. Graduate program. Okay. Um, But I I moved out here to get my PhD in cancer biology. Mm -hmm started the program and loved it, but I was just looking for something to do um, kind of in my free time the way I had back home. And so I looked for a similar camp to get involved with, and there really wasn't one based here in Massachusetts, which I thought was insane given that we have the Jimmy Fund, Tufts, MGH, UMass Memorial. All the hospitals, all the research, all the... I mean, the best cancer care for kids in the country is right here. So while there are some larger camps in New England, you've got Hole in the Wall Gang Camp, you've got Camp Sunshine. Mm -hmm. It just made so much sense to have a small community-based camp like this focused on um, kids with cancer and cancer survivors. It's awesome. Where does the name come from? Um, So Casco is actually Spanish for the word Hulk. Mm -hmm. And Hulk was the camp nickname of a good friend of mine who... Um, grew up going to the San Diego camp that I volunteered with. Mm. His cancer ended up coming back as an adult, and he did end up passing away. Mm. But he was just such an embodiment of camp spirit, if you've ever seen it. Like, you you probably have someone in your head when you think of camp spirit yeah. from your camp days that, like, that was that person who just embodied that mm-hmm. that feeling. And that was Chris. That was Hulk. Wow. He would be head to toe in full green face paint, body paint, just to make these kids smile. So his um, nickname was Hulk, but he he literally wore the costume. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. And we dress up like we get very into our theme days and um, That's our what camp, camp is all about. Yeah, the people, if, for the non-camp people out there, thank you for indulging us. It gets it gets wacky. It, it makes it fun. They, they Even though you're up at camp and you bring just like a trunk of belongings, you manage to piece together costumes from all sorts of things. There's there are silly songs, there are silly chants, there are silly traditions, and yeah, lots of co- lots of costumes. I have pictures of me dressed as like Batman from back in the day, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of face paint, body paint, like all kinds of stuff like that. Every yeah. camp person has you know their box of costumes. Mine's yeah. now become two, and I like I can't get rid of anything because I'm like, yeah. well, what will next year's theme be? Yeah. I need to be prepared. Exactly. And and Chris was such a great example of that, and even. When he had struggles, when his cancer came back, he was still wanting to come to camp. He'd come to camp anyway and be dressed from head to toe, and you wouldn't even know there was a single thing in the world bothering this man. Like, he was all in. He was there for the kids. He was going to get a smile on every single person's face. Mm. And if that's not, like, what you think about when you think about summer camp and, like, camp magic – um, and so this has been just a really amazing opportunity to sort of carry his spirit out here to the East Coast and spread a little bit of that Hulk magic here. I give you a lot of credit for telling that story without tearing up because I think I was on the verge of tearing up there. It's, it's just it's just a very nice thing. And cancer is, is such a, a horrible thing. And it affects, you know, you, pretty much everybody you know can think of a, a friend, relative, 
someone who has passed away or is struggling with it or what have you. The, my version of Chris the Hulk story is um, I was a camp counselor at Camp Tell Noah, and my, as the final year I did that, for some foolish reason, I took the youngest bunk, even though I was 20, I was a grown up, like I was 21 years old. Yeah, that, that was old for camp, which seems weird. But anyway, so I took the youngest bunk and I had this little kid named Todd Schwartz, who was just the most adorable thing. And we called him Snoopy just because it was the cutest name we could think of. And he used to say things like, hey, yes, are we allowed to buy taffy at the taffy store? You know, we're on a field trip or whatever. I say, yeah. And he goes, I can get all that taffy for $2. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, paint me green and call me Gumby. This is cu- <laughs> this is coming out of an eight year old's mouth, Aww. and um and so you know I I fell out of touch with, with Todd you know because I uh, unfortunately had to do other uh, work other jobs other than a camp counselor as I got older. Later heard that that he he had uh, cancer and kind of heard in short order that that he had passed away before I even had a chance to like reconnect with him and I was kind of crushed he was he was one of my favorite people back in the day at camp and he embodied the spirit of camp as a as a little guy who just loved it and made everybody laugh but um the family instead of um you know you can you, you can mourn him of course I know they still mourn him every day I do too but they've really they, they it's almost a regular thing where they posting something on Facebook and it's all for cancer research for the Jimmy Fund team Todd and uh, I think you can go to teamtod.org if you want to check that out. But we've done softball tournaments for him in the past. I've been involved in, they, they do walks, they do everything. And when the first couple of years after Todd passed away, I was like, his parents keep like talking about him, keep and and I'm like, doesn't that prolong the anguish? And then I realized, no, that that's everything that was great about him can continue to exist sort of in the air as part of what we do. We think about him. And so yours, your tribute, I guess, is similar to your friend. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, cancer is so tragic. We all have been impacted by cancer. I I don't know a single person who hasn't been touched in some way. And what can come of cancer is terrible. Mm. Um, At the same time, a lot of people make friends because of their result when they come to camp or when they um, connect with other families who have maybe been through something similar. They're connecting through something so tragic you would never wish on anyone but they're at least able to find some bit of silver lining through this experience long-term. And I think that's so valuable. Mm -hmm. Losing Chris was tragic and was a loss for so, so, so many people. But at the same time, we feel really fortunate to be able to share, you know, what he brought to us. And and I think of Chris every single year. Mm -hmm. um, And I think this is a really special way to get to sort of spread that joy that he spread to so many of us. Do you tell that story to everyone at the camp? Like, do they know? I'm just Um, curious. Not too much. No, it's, Camp, um, it's sort of a mix where we'll have some kids come to join us who are really needing that space to talk about their experience. And this is a a place where they can do that safely. They might Mm. not have peers who can really relate to what they've been through. And then we have a mix of other kids who are like, I don't want to talk about cancer. Cancer has labeled me and my life enough. I'm just here to like have fun and no one's going to think differently of me because I maybe look different, talk different, walk different, or just feel different inside. Camp, it doesn't define you. Back at home, you're the kid with cancer at this place. It's it's not going to define you. Exactly. And so we really try to be respectful of that line and provide opportunities for those kids looking for an outlet to share in a safe way without making everyone sit around and like talk about cancer when they may not be in a a really good place to do so Mm. or maybe not looking to do so. Mm -hmm. So we have opportunities where we do talk about cancer, but we also have 
tons of fun activities and counselors who are dressed up in every absurd costume you can mm -hmm. think of. Um, and so we try to be respectful of the different types of kids who are coming to join us and make sure that they get that yep. camp experience that they want. My my son, this is a little bit of a parenthesis here, but my son is a counselor at West End House Camp up in Maine. And last year was his first year as a counselor and the counselors have to lead all the shenanigans around the opening of Color War. And so he was texting me and telling me, you know, the theme, our theme is Hollywood. And it's it's a, it's always under lock and key. It's a big surprise. And then these counselors bust out and here's Color War and here's the team. And our theme is Hollywood. And he's like, guess who I get to dress up as it? I'm like, who? He's like Marty McFly from Back to the Future. And so like a door <laughs> swung open and he, he had like the, you know, the little jean jacket on and the multicolored sneakers. And he had a phony hoverboard that he sort of jumped in the air and pretend he was Marty on the <laughs> hoverboard. And, and, I love uh, it. and uh, what year was the, the future was? It was 1985. Because that year has already passed. Anyway, we're old. Um, I, I thought it was cool. Like my son's only 17. I'm glad he appreciates fine culture like Back to the Future. But that's just it. It's all, it's silly. It's anything to get the kids to get fired up. So tell us a little bit how it works, because there isn't one physical location for Camp Casco. Right. Yeah. So we um, this will be our sixth year running overnight camp. That's a week long overnight camp at a campsite out on the Cape in Yarmouth Port called Camp Wingate Kirkland. Okay. It's a beautiful facility, gorgeous uh, pond, mm -hmm. and it's just a phenomenal place. So we rent uh, that site for an entire week at the end of August after their overnight camp has shut down for the, the year. regular one. Yeah. So it's all ours just for that week. It's a ton of fun. Um, is that will, close to the water? Can they make trips to the water or no? We haven't yet. Yeah, Last year okay. is actually our first okay. time at this site. So in the future, there may be some field trips in the works, right. but last year we were like, let's just get yeah, used to exactly. this new site for the first time. Sure. Um, this will be our third time doing a day camp and that's a week long day camp in Wellesley in early July. Um, nice. We work with Lynx Camps out in Wellesley to work with them at um, Dana Hall School, which is also a phenomenal facility. Sure. Um, and, you know, we essentially just work with existing summer camps and use their sites so that we're able to put most of our money into bringing kids to camp, having all the supplies that we need, and not spending a ton of money on, like, maintaining a campsite, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. um, and this will be our first year actually opening a brand-new fall sibling retreat this October, same site as our overnight camp out on the Cape, um, funded by One Mission, which is another great local pediatric charity. Um, and we're super excited because that's going to be a getaway just for siblings of childhood cancer. And that's fantastic. There's not a lot of resources out there for siblings. So this is going to be just for them rolling out the red carpet, like making them feel like the total star of the show for the weekend. We're so, so, so excited. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. 
Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. It's it's really hard on siblings too. I mean, typically childhood cancer treatment can go for, you know, up to three years. Mm. Um, and so that's a huge chunk of childhood where, you know, depending on whether the sibling is older or younger or the difference in age can make a huge difference on their experience. But a lot of the time these siblings might sort of feel like a caregiver themselves at yeah. age eight, nine, ten. Like this they're kids themselves and they may not be able to even process the jealousy over, you know, I couldn't have a birthday party because my sibling was in the hospital or we can't do this family trip anymore because of this. I mean, there's so many different ways that cancer and especially childhood cancer affects the entire family. And there's not a ton of resources for these siblings and they're doing their best. They care about their sibling. They want to be there for their sibling, but they're also a child and, and they're missing childhood experiences as well it's difficult for the entire family. And so if there's something that we can do to help those siblings be able to kind of connect with others who get it, have their time away, have their special summer camp experience, we want to do that. And there's so many great siblings in our network. So we're very, very excited to have something for them. Yeah. You might, you might say at first blush, well, the siblings don't have cancer. You know, why don't they just go to regular camp? But the, the more I think about it and listen to you describe it, when someone has trauma in their youth, it's bad. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going on on a limb here, folks. It's a, this is a, this is a really hot take. But but what I'm saying is, you hear stories of people who have grown up and and kind of lost their way, whether it's uh, depression or addiction or crime, and it and often trace back to traumatic moments in the home. And when we think of that, we usually think of something like abuse, or there's a lot of drug use, or the parents are just non-existent or something like that. This is this is even more sort of heartbreaking because it's something that that is nobody's fault, right? The sibling has this, and I'm thinking it's not just that there's maybe a little bit of attention diverted away from the the kid who doesn't have cancer, but it's just painful to watch your sibling, right? It's it's, it's painful. Mm-hmm. I can only I can only imagine. Um, what that must be like to watch this person who is like uh, your blood, who you should be like, you know, playing in the yard with and kicking a ball around and instead, yeah. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, ultimately cancer affects the entire family. And if you have anyone in your life who has gone through some sort of cancer diagnosis, you've probably seen it. You know, it's, it's hard on caretakers. It's hard on the person going through that treatment. It's hard on everyone around them who loves this person and just wants them to be healthy. And, is watching them fight this battle that they shouldn't have to fight. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we really look at bringing the whole family together. And that's why we offer free camps. That's why we offer free family socials. This is a way to bring families together and build community around what is a terrible situation. um, But how can we make the best of it? We can make friends, we can support each other, and we can build relationships that these people, these parents, these siblings, these patients and survivors, they can call back to these friendships 10, 20 years down the line when Mm -hmm. they're not even coming to camp anymore, but they have this friend who they met at camp 20 years ago. And, you know, today they're having a hard time because they are ready to start their own family, but they have infertility as a result of their childhood cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got a friend who went through the same thing. You have someone to call. And a lot of the time that can make such a difference in the trajectory of the rest of your life. There's another reason why it's great. And I'm going to tell you after I do this live read. By the way, if you want to go to uh, find out more information about Camp Casco and everything Aaron is doing, it's Camp Casco. That's C-A-S-C-O dot org. You can go on and find out how your kid 
can apply, sign up, right? Mm-hmm. Pick a place. Yep. And also, if you're if you're looking for counselors, right? We are. Now, d- now, should the counselors be people who have been affected by cancer or not necessarily? Not necessarily. Okay. We have a good number of camp counselors who are survivors themselves. Right. Um, others have family members or friends, and others are just people who are considerate community members who want to get involved and give back. So we have a good mix. Awesome. Campcasco.org is is where you go. Let me take a short break to tell you about what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Would you like your own podcast? We can produce one for you here at our Westwood Studios. Do you like the place, Aaron? I do. Yeah? I do. It wasn't too bad of a commute for you, I hope. Where are you coming from? Sudbury. Oh, well, that's where my colleague Carrie comes from, and she bitches about the ride all the time. But (laughs) it's kind of the, you missed rush hour at least, so it's good. A good podcast, my friends, is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're in their head. Literally, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, really any kind of professional, or if you just like the sound of your own voice, you should have your own voice heard through this exciting new medium. Go to pod617.com to start planning. We can help you deliver a message, build relationships, be part of the pod revolution, kids. Visit pod617.com in pod we trust. So the the one, just one little thing to add to your arsenal of great reasons as to why Camp Casco does great stuff. Um, I imagine that this place is so, camp generally is so memorable. You know, we, we Aaron and I were just joking before we started recording that uh, Joyce Gerber, who's one of the stars of the Canon Mom Show, someone I went to summer camp with. After Aaron departs the studio, there's uh, Ed Nathanson coming in, who I also went to camp with. And it's just, it's, it's not because I'm trying to load up the, the podcast world here with camp people, although that's fine. But it's just, it's a bonding experience. And so you build really great relationships. And I imagine a lot of people who are touched by what you do will keep those relationships and it can help them in the future, not just in terms of resources for, for cancer, which I, th- I think is what you were talking about before, but even uh, careers. You're, you're going to meet in, 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 you know, impressive people. And I imagine, you know, being a, a special needs dad, I know that a lot of professionals in the special needs world get there because they're touched by something that happened in their family. And I, I wonder if that, does that same dynamic exist perhaps in the cancer, cancer research world? A hundred percent. And one of, I think the special things about, you know, we have our roots from Harvard medical school. That's where several of our first batch of camp counselors came from. Um, Not I was bad. Studying, yes. Right. I was studying there myself. <laughs> right. A few of my friends from the program came out. And so we have a number of literally Harvard PhDs, MIT PhDs, who are volunteer camp counselors with us every year. So not only are they telling some of the other camp counselors who might just be undergrads who are kind of figuring out what they want to do in life, they're telling them what they're doing, what they did, kind of giving that helping hand. But we're also showing that to our campers and saying like, I mean, for example, a lot of students are not really exposed to like higher level science careers other than, you know, medical doctors and nurses. And this is one more way that you can like get involved with cancer, but not necessarily become a medical doctor, right? right. Like research right, is right, a right. massive world and there's a lot of opportunity there. And we're exposing to that really early on with successful, amazing, smart people who are also super fun camp counselors. And mm-hmm. we're kind of breaking that stereotype of like, you know, we're a bunch of nerds who never leave the lab, which <laughs> is a little bit true, but not a hundred percent of the time. You nerds know? are people too. <laughs> nerds are people too. We yeah. like to go to camp and we like to get dressed up also. Yes. We like to, you know, get a little fresh air once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of making those careers more accessible too. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there to learn from 
what's available. Um, you might hear of like someone's lab is looking for an intern or someone's lab is looking for a high school student to just sort of get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And those are super valuable connections here in Boston with, again, some of the best research across the nation. It's mm -hmm. right here. This is a great place to be exposed to that sort of career opportunity. How do you spend your time during the summer? Can you, I take it you can't like get around to all of these going on or can you? To some degree. Get around to, to the camps? Yeah, the camps. Oh, yeah. Is there is there overlap, though? There must be overlap. Nope. Oh, there's no overlap. Each camp, well, so our day camp and our overnight camp are each a week long. Okay. Um, day camp is the first week of July, and overnight camp is the third week of August. Okay. So I'm at every camp. Oh, you are? Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> I live and breathe camp, and then... Boots on the ground, yes. Yeah. Um, can kids do both? Yes. They can. Oh, does yes. some do that? There's some age limits. Uh, okay. Our day camp is age 5 to 10 for cancer patients and survivors, and our overnight camp is age 7 to 17 for mm -hmm. cancer patients and survivors. So we have a few kids who do both, mm -hmm. which is great. And day camp is a really nice, like, accessible warm-up to camp. And so, you know, maybe you're still getting treatment, so you can't come to a full week, but you could do two days of that week. That mm -hmm. works for us. And we're in Wellesley, so we're just outside of the city. Mm -hmm. We've got free bus transportation to all of our camps, so there's some different options to help you get to camp and avoid some of that traffic that we all hate during those rush hour times. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a good number of kids who do both camps, and and we encourage that. Is um, I know you do a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Let me talk about that before I forget about it because I will. You were telling me about it; it's fun. What what's, <laughs> what what your annual uh, gala? What what is that all about? And when yes, is it? yes, it's campfires and cocktails. Um, I obviously think it's super fun, but I plan it, so I'm biased. <laughs> but I think any kind of event that is campy yeah. tends to be a lot of fun. You know, mm -hmm. that's sort of our bread and butter. Like, we don't just do standard activities. Like, we're all about the theme at our camps, and we're all about the camp theme at our fundraiser. Mm -hmm. So it usually takes place in November in, um, or excuse me, at the UMass Club in downtown Boston. Nice. So it's got gorgeous views of the city, and it's full-on camp theme. So you show up, um, you might be coming from your day job, you're in your business clothes, but when you enter the party, you are at camp. And so I'm in. last year, for example, <laughs> we had activity stations and you could yeah. earn raffle prizes based on if you completed all the activities. And it's right. things like rock painting or cornhole, or mm -hmm. uh, we made flower crowns. So super, super fun. We had a s'mores bar, which, I mean, who doesn't love a s'mores bar, right? I, yes, more parties <laughs> need, are you listening? All you boring regular fundraisers, do this. <laughs> Even if you're not a camp, who doesn't want it? Who, who could possibly not want to visit a s'mores bar? I will go anywhere for a s'more. So, <laughs> you know, we felt like that would be a pretty good driver. And, of course, we've got alcohol. So Here you come, come for the drinks, come for the s'mores, and then stay for the community because we've got volunteers, we've got kids and our families there. It's just a super fun group where everyone's getting to know each other. It's not a stuffy right. sort of fundraiser. It's fun, and, and we're all about having fun. And are there any scholarship opportunities for kids? I take it that they pay a tuition to go to camp. Nope, it's completely what? free. What? Yep. Oh, my God. You buried the lead. <laughs> I buried the lead. Completely free. Okay. All right. Okay, so and you're funded through your fundraiser, through donations. Anything else that you do? Yeah. I mean, it's those, and we do some grant writing as well. So, for example, partnerships with um, One Mission is okay. what is making our new fall sibling retreat possible. So always looking to partner with the community, um, always looking for more people to come to our fundraisers or sponsor our fundraisers, and that's what makes camp possible for these families. How about some swag? 
Can you sell some hats, Camp Casco we, hats and t-shirts <laughs> and stuff? We do have Mugs. an online store that's pretty new. Okay. Um, that we haven't pushed too, too much yet, but we're we're looking to roll out a little bit more camp swag because who doesn't love some Absolutely. camp outfits, you know? Yeah. Well, so when you get that, tell uh, tell us, uh, I mean, I'm going to put all, all the information about Camp Casco we'll put in the, the show notes of, of this episode, but... Um, when uh, when you get that more up and running, I'd, I'd love to push some product, you know, to uh, on my show here, so you could buy some cam. And you've got a really cool logo. But did you design the logo? Uh, no, we actually had a graphic designer donate their so time. So I and can skills. tell you, it's a it's a heart turned on its side. Oh, I see what you did here. It's a heart turned on its side. Half of the heart, if you could picture it, is is I'm colorblind, but half is green and half is yellow, right? Is <laughs> yes, it? Do yes. I have that right? Okay. <laughs> and so, like, and I think you've got two C's going on here for Camp Casco. Is that right, or am I imagining that? It's C-like. It's C-like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hint of a C. Is there some other secret message behind it that I don't know? Well, I mean... We really just love the heart because the heart of our organization is these families and we are always thinking about our heart and why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. That's that's why all of us are so motivated. Um, the yellow is like a gold color and that's the color of childhood cancer. So that really spoke to us. And the green is not only like the sort of obvious outdoorsy campy color, but it's also sort of a hulkish green, if you mm-hmm. know the hulkish green that I'm, yes. I'm thinking of. And oh, so, you know, awesome. we always kind of want to keep those two things in our heart. And, and that's what drives everything that we do. <laughs> so you could have awesome T-shirts. Maybe yeah. incorporate, you know, uh, we get, you got the, I just love maybe like the uh, image of the Hulk, but like in a silhouette. So you can barely make it out. And then it says Camp Casco. I spent too much time thinking about these things. We got to get um, you on our marketing team. This is great stuff. Hey, I will. <laughs> yes. No, sign me up for some type of volunteer gig and i'm in i i, I want <laughs> i want to uh and I, I will happily pay my ticket to that um your gala dinner in november so i can be a camp counselor again for at least a couple hours <laughs> it's basically what i do all day i just want to be a camp counselor again who Everything. doesn't who doesn't yes. want to be a camp right? right if you can be at camp for even a couple of hours after your work day why not right right so have you picked out final question because we're up against the clock here a little bit aaron but have you picked out your costume or costumes for uh this coming summer next summer oh such a good question yes i'm still working on it because our 2020 camp theme is olympics so i'm gonna need to put some really careful thought in um i have had some pretty good costumes in the past so i feel like i really have a certain bar that i need to meet (laughs) what have Um, we done before one year our camp theme was planet earth Mm. loved it It was such a great theme Mm -hmm. and one day so we have sort of the overarching theme which is planet earth and then each day has sort of a sub theme and so we'll dress up based on every day's sub theme Mm. one day was tundra day Mm -hmm. so i dressed up as a yeti (laughs) right yeah it was to date one of my best costumes ever so it's hard in the summer that's tough to get something that isn't too warm was there a little did you build it out of cotton balls or something i did and it was not wait not really uh, no, I, yeah, I glued just an absurd number. This was pre-children, <laughs> so I actually had free time back then. <laughs> um, I glued <laughs> yep. cotton balls all over this white shirt and then proceeded to wear the shirt to camp and then basically leave a cotton ball trail 
everywhere I went for the entire day. So I know our campsite really appreciated that costume and it did completely fall apart by the end of the day. But (laughs) I I still stand by it. That's great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, I have memories of my, my first summer at camp in 1981. It rained one night and, you know, a good camp counselor and camp staff will come up with creative ways to keep the kids entertained when it rains. So they said, we're going to do a counselor talent show, but you have to dress your counselor up in some sort of character and they have to do a song. And so we, you know, we, my counselor was not too far removed from your Yeti costume. He was, he was a guy named, uh, Eric Gruber, and he, he was known for having a very furry chest. Let's just call a spade a spade. So we said he has to be Garuba the gorilla, and we made him into a gorilla, and he sang some Magilla Gorilla-type song. But the, the guy that won was a guy who I'm still friends with. He's he's a doctor, Dr. Mark Blumenthal. Shout out, Bloomy. They made him into a gypsy moth with, with the, you know, a caterpillar. And they gave him flip-flops, like, uh, like kind of attached flip-flops somehow to what he was wearing, so he looked like he had the little padded, you know, caterpillar feet. And uh, he sang I'm a Gypsy Moth to the tune of Louie Louie, I'm a gypsy moth. Yeah, I can't believe I remember that. That's but see, amazing. That's, but that's a camp thing. Like you remember silly stuff like that. And peep to you know, thirty years from now, people are going to talk about the day uh, Aaron dressed up like a yeti, right? So next, I can only hope. You I can, can only hope. hope. You can hope. And so next summer, ideas for next summer. Ideas for next summer. For costume. Oh, yeah. I I don't want to give anything away. I mean, we're all trying to come up with our our camp costumes, but the bar is high. Um, There will probably be a good amount of face paint involved. Um, That's all I can say right now, but I will send you photos after. All right. That's called a teaser. See, she's (laughs) smart. That's why now I have to have her back on the show, which I'm happy to do. Perhaps as we get closer to the summer, you can come back on, remind people about Camp Casco. Would you like to? I would love to. Okay. Did you have fun, Erin? This was so much fun. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. My pleasure. And for someone doing something so cool like Camp Casco, it is uh, something that I need to do, dare I say. CampCasco.org is where you go to find out more information. Does your kid want to be a counselor? Does your Do you want to be a counselor, listener? Does your kid, do your kids want to go? It's free. And also, donate to Camp Casco because what they're doing is so wicked cool. On behalf of, do we forget anything, Aaron? That's pretty perfect. good. Thank I mean, you so good. much. Thank this you. is great. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> On behalf of Aaron Stern and Camp Casco, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day. Work on your costumes for the summer. It's coming closer than you think. You must be the other guy. Boston, I'm really back for it, sir.